Hello again, you beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection. I will be the curator of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who never lets anyone get out alive, Keith. Hello. And quick time events, more like slow time events, Liz. <laughs> hey guys. And this week was my pick, which was from the Dark Anthology Collection, Man of Medan. Man of Medan. Man of Medan. That's it. It's one of them. Oh, is this a Medea movie? Yes. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw Tyler Perry in it. Nice. But uh, this game is brought to you by Supermassive Games. They're a relatively new studio. Their big hit game that they had last time was a PlayStation 4 exclusive known as Until Dawn. And essentially this is a horror story that you are essentially playing out. And you're crafting the adventure as you're making different choices. And you're trying to see how many of your characters you can get alive. So starting off, I will say I think... For me, I'm giving this a definite game. This is a very unique style of gameplay that isn't you don't see too much of. It's a lot of fun. It's not a very long game, but it has a ton of replay value. I love the production of it. I think this is worth your time. You should definitely check it out. So I mean, I'm going to give this a game, but I don't like this style of game. Mostly just I, I get bored with games that are just so heavily cinematic. Story. Yeah, and, and really cinematic too because... I don't know if I'm playing a game. I want to play a game, not watch it, but we'll get into all that. But I do say this is a game and especially because to your point, it's a very unique style. And that was the one thing that really, really had me on it. So I'm going to give it a game as well. I kind of wish that it was longer and more scary. I mean, for me, I mean, Sean Ashmore's in it. I felt like he did a great job. So I'm obviously going to give it a game. I think he's fantastic. (laughs) He's a sucker for Sean Ashmore. Should I be concerned? (laughs) <laughs> such a dork I just think that like you didn't deny it what you didn't say no I, I mean I'm looking at you right married. now and yes and super famous yes, you should be married Andrew if, if that guy came along looking half as good as Sean Ashmore <laughs> you be married. you're gone I, I just think that the other video game that he did I really liked in this one it was the same thing I thought it I thought he did good in it I, I hate quick time events. I'm just going to put that out there. And once you play it and you kind of know the story, I know it has replay value, but for me, I didn't really want to. So yeah, I'm going to give it a game. So as I kind of described, and as you kind of heard, this is just, you're essentially just watching a movie. And yeah, you do a lot of quick time events. You do a couple button mashing segments. Sometimes you're matching a reticle and hitting right trigger. The gameplay is very simple, but this whole experience is all about the story and how the story is told and for me it sold me on that i really enjoyed i i enjoy horror stuff i'm not like a huge horror buff but every once in a while you know like a good scare so i was excited for this but i agree with you when you in your uh intro there liz i do think the scare was a little bit on the lighter side i felt like it was mostly just going for jump scares which to me is the cheapest scare it it, it doesn't feel warranted like anyone can make you jump like, yeah, it's the least it's, e- it's the least effective. Like I I think there was one time that I kind of jumped a little bit, but it's cuz I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> and I will say though that there is an eeriness to the game when you're playing it home alone and it's dark cuz I actually did that and it what well, it did feel spooky, but yeah, I just wish it was more scary. Yeah, but overall, I think the story is told really well. 
I really enjoyed the writing for the most part. There's a couple dialogue areas that are a little cringeworthy. Oh yeah. But yeah. 95% of it, I love the writing. I really enjoyed exploring the story and learning of these characters and the acting in it's top notch. So I loved the story. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I think sometimes it felt like a little janky with the dialogue and the writing because if you, you know, pick something else, I feel like sometimes it didn't flow very well. Yeah. And so that was kind of something that kind of took me out of it a tiny bit. But I like that you get to know the characters first before anything happens. And it wasn't, you know, your typical, oh, they're on a ghost ship. They're a ghost. You know, I, I won't give away the ending. But, I mean, it's so short. Everyone probably knows it anyways. But it wasn't just, like, what everyone else has done. Yeah, see, I actually will say I I did like the story of this game. All right? I want to make sure I was clear. I did, like, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really interesting how you kind of get set up with this whole tutorial that ends up being a whole lead into the story. And it just, yeah, I thought that was a really cool way to get you into the game because, well, for one thing, I was confused. I thought I played a whole bunch of different little mini stories. And so I just played one and was going to another, but all that aside, I, I did like the way they did the storytelling and I love the idea of the choose your own adventure, but sometimes the dialogue was just too much. And to that point, I just, I did find it weird at some points, like the dialogue choices would be like apprehensive would be the, the option, but then the dialogue, like, what the hell do you mean? And be screaming, that's yeah. not really apprehensive. That's angry. <laughs> uh, like it's just the, the verbs didn't always match up with the dialogue and I know that's a minor thing and maybe a bit nerdy, I guess, but it, it bothered me because it just it took me out of it a little. I will say, I think the worst dialogue parts were the first act. Like when you're first learning these characters, oh, some gosh. of their interactions and dialogue, it's like, who says that? It's like, that's really awkward. But uh, it took me a while, too, to figure out that the choices you're selecting, there's either a heart or a brain. So it's kind of explaining like, what, are, what choices are you making? Are you making something more based on feeling or more based on logic? And it's like, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. So it, it helped me kind of craft and understand a little bit more of these characters and what I was, choices I was making. That's a good did hot you tip. Like I did the characters? Oh, sorry, Keith. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, I did not realize that at all, what Andrew was saying. That's a good point. Sorry, you can go ahead and ask your question. Oh, I was just wondering if you guys liked the characters because I felt like at the beginning, I mean... I don't want to call them the two main characters, but the girl, the blonde girl, and Sean Ashmore's character, I mean, they are kind of, I don't want to say jerks, but they're rich and they kind of are arrogant. Yeah, they're the typical rich Americans. Gross. He, like, throws his money and stuff, and it's just like, I, I was just, and then they have, like, the, I guess, nerdy younger brother. I, some people think nerdy's offensive. I don't mean it in that way. No, but I mean, he's socially awkward. And then you have the woman that looks like Rihanna, and she's very just like, you need to follow the rules. And so I was just wondering who you liked. My favorite character was Fliss, the captain. To me, I thought she was the most down to earth and just like not sick of dealing with these rich Americans. Wasn't trying to impress anybody. Yeah, and... she very much is like trying to make her own living. So for me, I, I thought her character was the best. My least favorite was Brad. The uh, socially awkward brother. He just seemed annoying. <laughs> I honestly, as much as I liked the story, I didn't like any of the characters. 
Really? really? When, I th- when I really think about it, they all annoyed me. They annoyed me at the beginning. I started to have feelings about them, and then probably... Ooh, having feelings. Well, all right, all right. <laughs> I started to, to, you know, actually like them and be a little bit invested, and then by the end of it, they just went back to annoying me. And honestly, it, it's funny because you you introduced me as the guy who kills off all of his characters, but I got them all out alive. You're very welcome. And Thanks. honestly, I kind of wish I didn't. I, <laughs> I, at the end of it, that was probably a mistake. The world doesn't need these people. But, you know, I, yeah. So, I, But if I were to take a, a, an answer... Just to put one on there, I think I agree with you about Fliss. I just thought she was entertaining because she was just like, F all of you. Doing my own thing. See, I, I thought him. 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 I thought her oh, you know, the and Conrad. <laughs> I thought her and Conrad were good together, but separate. If you take all the characters and separate them, I don't really like any of them, but I do like the couples. Oh, they annoyed me the most. If you oh, make them so you agree that you didn't like Brad because he was the only one that was single. He, he was all right. I mean, he can't hold his beer. That's <laughs> true. Well, I don't know. The couple annoyed me the most. Was it Alex and Julia? Julia. Julia. Gulia. Ugh. The two of them were just so annoying. There was no chemistry. No. I thought that was yeah. weird. I thought Conrad and Fliss had like some sparks, but the actual main couple, I was just like, this is weird. You're like, they act like brother and sister. Well, see, that's actually true. <laughs> that, and that's where I think part of the problem is, and I don't know if I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I thought that's where a lot of the dialogue felt flat. And I, it's one of the issues that comes with these sort of choose-your-own-adventure-style games when there's dialogue involved. Since they're recording, I assume, all of the dialogue lines individually, it never flows as a proper conversation, even when it's recorded. So the tones are always a little off. They're not matching pace. It's just, it, it always feels so jarbled. Yeah, I said jarbled. <laughs> no, that's a word. <laughs> it's a word now. But I do agree with you. Like, there was some moments that I do feel like it was really jarring. But I thought a good amount of the game, though, I thought the dialogue did flow really well. And I, I do feel really... like the characters had a good amount of emotion and acting skills. I just realized we didn't even say what the story was. Well, it's because you don't want to explain too much of the story. I mean, okay, I guess I should go real quick into it. You are essentially rich Americans on a vacation on a diving expedition where you are hijacked by some crusty fishermen, and they end up taking you over, and you end up getting... Did you crusty? Yeah, they're crusty. The guy has one eye that's, like, infested looking. What does crusty mean? Look it up. Just tell me. I'm thinking of, like, crust on a pizza. There you go. That's the best description you can think of these guys. He just had a they pizza crust face. The pizza. <laughs> but they had to bring the your group into a... Uh, man, I'm butchering the story. They essentially end up bringing your group into a ghost ship because they think there's this possible of maturing gold that is lost on the ship. And, of course, as you're exploring the ship, you find out that you are not the only ones on this ghost ship. And... You are trying to get your five survivors off this ship alive as best you can. There you go. Explain the story. But not trying to give too much away because there is a lot of kind of hidden secrets and explaining as to what's going on. There's also a cool narrator, which I really liked him. Yes. I really like the curator. The curator, if you saw, there was a special feature on the game where they actually explained why they created the curator and explaining him and stuff like that. 
And of course, they did say that they got a lot of their influences from the Twilight Zone and Tales of the Crypt, where you had a person explaining the story and they understand the story and you're trying to figure out, are they good? Are they bad? Are they trying to help you? So I thought the curator was really cool. Speaking of the curator, along the way, he'll occasionally offer you some tips or hints. Did either of you guys take any of those? I, I took them on my first try. My second try, I just said no, just to speed up the game a little bit more. Yes, yeah. I don't remember them. I'd like every, you know how he would just interject at like certain points. I think probably like breaking up different acts of the of the story. Yeah, would, end of each chapter. Yeah, he would he would kind of come to you and offer. Would you? But he wouldn't really ask directly either. I think maybe your options give you a pretty good idea of what he's asking, but his just kind of passingly like i could offer some help if maybe one person in this room that's not me would like it like well that's me i guess but no <laughs> thank you sir i need to go back to the story well i thought it was weird too you have these pictures that you look at and they give you a clue as to something that might happen and it's supposed to help you i didn't think it helped at all no it was more just if anything i was like oh yeah i remembered seeing that in one of those little clips when it actually happened yeah, I remember it after the fact, but it yeah. didn't, like, it wasn't like, oh, there's a ledge where you might fall. I should be careful of that ledge. It wasn't like that. It was just, like, showing somebody upset, and it's like, oh, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Because he first described the paintings as, oh, this is something that could happen. Like, you need to figure out a way to – at first, I thought you always need to achieve what that picture showing. But then I realized there's white-framed pictures and black-framed pictures, and black-framed pictures usually show, like, someone dying. And so you're kind of trying to figure out, like, oh, I want to avoid that possibility, but I want to try to achieve this one. But as like Liz was saying, it was hard to be like, oh, I need to make these choices so this happens. Like, you can't – it didn't really help in any way you're shaping the future. Did you end up getting any information on the bad guys that hijacked the ship? No. Not much. Just crusty pirates. So – because you heard that they weren't really bad guys. They're murderers, so they are bad guys. But I don't know what you meant by that. Well, they only murder when they go crazy. No. No, it, depending on your actions, uh, they uh, do try to kill somebody. That's true. Which, by the way, they make Sean Ashmore very easy to kill. He is the <laughs> easiest person to kill in this game. Not, and I don't know why they did that. Not if I remember, you know how to do it. They probably hated to work with him. Well, when I was playing with Andrew, <laughs> he um, there was a point where... He could face this ghost or he could jump. So he jumped and he died. And Andrew was like, how am I supposed to know he was like jumping like super far down and was going to die? He thought he was just going to like jump like away from her. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought the option to jump was to like jump on a ledge or jump to grab something or jump Not down to, to a low death. level. Not <laughs> jump to my death, like suicide head first into the ground. It's like, oh, okay. If I knew that was the option. Well, there, have done that. there was definitely aspects of that where your choices were really kind of vague as to what the outcome was going to be. Like, I, I, I got in, I got to a point where I had Brad and Julia together, and they were talking to one of the kidnapper guys who had gone crazy at this point, and he's pointing a gun back and forth at both of them, and just none of the dialogue options really made sense or indicated what was going to ultimately happen. It did not go the way that I planned, but. <laughs> I would talk, well, sometimes talk about. It's it also didn't work bad thing. I I think I only did that by accident a couple times because I wasn't paying attention. Well, I also I saw a video and there was a point where I think it was Alex. He had to choose between like stabbing a rat coming out of his chest or stabbing a monster, and then it turns out that the monster is somebody. So 
if you do nothing, then nothing happens. So after watching that video, I learned like you should definitely sometimes say nothing or do nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah it's always an option. In that case, I did nothing, but by accident because I tried to stab the monster and I missed. Uh, <laughs> so yay me! I didn't kill a person. One thing that really frustrated me, it was towards the end, and with the quick time events, I was in like a bunch of sequences where you just hit the button. When you have to like tap the button a ton, it doesn't show it up, like, it doesn't show differently. So for me, I just hit it once and then I realized, oh crap, I'm supposed to keep hitting it and the person ended up dying. It kind of yeah. flashes so, a little. I know it's not, it's not real distinct. They need to make it look different. Cause like when you're in a sequence and you're just like trying to hit the button really fast, I'm not paying attention to see if it's very slightly flashing. It's like make it appear differently. Yeah. Like, Cause it, for me, like I would have done it, but like. Yeah. If they made like the symbol a square or a triangle, like yeah. a different shape. Like, to indicate, like, hey, this is something different. You need to do a different thing at this point. Uh, I true. think something simple like that, like, really could fix it. But that is my issue, too, with, like, some of the quick time events. I understand you don't want to make it too obvious because you're supposed to be playing a story and you're supposed to be paying attention to it. But I think it would be nice to, like, if they gave you a flash indicator or something like, hey, a quick time event's coming up. Because you have, like, less than a second to react. And if you miss your character could be dead right away. Yeah, I felt like it always happened when I least expected it. So for me, it's just like, I I don't know. I, I hate quick time events. No, I, I firmly agree. I'm glad you brought it up, Andrew, because that was one of my biggest complaints about the quick time events, that they just came out of nowhere. They didn't really make sense. Times I thought I was going to get quick time events, there was no quick time event. I did like that, depending on kind of the severity of what was happening, it seemed to go faster or slower like if it wasn't that severe it would just kind of be a casual quick time event or give you know give you like a second and a half versus like a half a second but i also found granted my reflexes could be bad if you've ever seen me play any first person shooter my reflexes are not great but i'm usually pretty good with hitting x within two seconds or, or whatever it is and there are so many times i could see time left on the on the thing when it didn't and it's an Nah, you failed. And so I was getting really frustrated with the timing on him. It's super sensitive. Well, the other thing that was frustrating me too, Keith, you play on a TV, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, you I know noticed what? there's actually, there's a pretty big latency lag. I That's what it is. Between my TV and my monitor. No, I had started this game on my monitor and I had moved to the TV because I went, eh, it's just a big story. I don't need to be playing on, you know, a monitor. I don't need those quick routes quick reactions and i wanted to watch it like a movie and that's when i started having issues thank you andrew and also hot tip for the listeners <laughs> andrew noticed it when you're having the uh, stay calm events and the heartbeats going so that's when he noticed it big time yeah yeah i also noticed it there too i also think it's interesting that with some quick time events if you miss nothing happens and sometimes you die it's weird that that's kind of like the big gamble. Yeah. And for me, like, if I missed one, the next one, I would just kind of panic and I would sometimes hit the wrong button. Because <laughs> I'd be like, no. It's so funny to me. And I know it's vastly different, but you loved Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider had so many quick time events. Now, granted, I feel like it better leads into them. It's just an action game. I just think it's funny how much you hated them or hate them, but you loved Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was forgiving. If you died, it just restarted that checkpoint and you just do the quick time event all over again. So true. You get it, you're going to get it eventually. That's true. And I think Tomb Raider only had like 
I don't know, maybe five quick time events. It wasn't like it was littered in the game. Maybe they were just long, and that's why I felt like they were too many. Either way. Probably. I didn't mean it as a bad thing. I just, I was thinking about that. I kind of forgot that it had quick time events. Yeah. But I also think that with the story, like, I feel like they acted in a way that people wouldn't normally act, and that's why sometimes I didn't know what to do or what choice to make. What do you mean? So, for instance, when the people come on the boat, like, they have guns. I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm not going to be swearing at them. You know, I'm just going to be like, what do you want? Oh, see, I would. Only one of them had a gun. You guys outnumbered them five to three. No, when Fliss was alone with them, three against one, you're a lady on a oh. boat with three armed men. Like, no, I'm not going to be screaming in their face. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If there's, if I can sneak up on one of them or something, like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to try to take them out. Like, I'm not just going to, like, just, you know, be passive about it. But, like, if it's three-on-one, you're not going to be screaming in their face. I don't see she's supposed to be, like, a really tough character, but I don't know. Well, speaking of, like, the characteristics, one of my complaints with one of the mechanics, I did not see any value in traits and relationships, like meter. Well, I wonder if, say you become really reckless, do your options change later on so that you have, like, two kind of reckless options instead of something else? I noticed slight changes. Like, every character has, like, one like, special characteristic, which you get an achievement for. So for Alex, the older brother, he has one where he is aggressive. Uh, the younger brother, he has one where I think it becomes, like, witty or something like that. And it does, like, shape the character a little bit, but I never noticed, like, a huge change in the gameplay. It was maybe, like, slight dialogue changes, but it, I didn't feel like it was actually, like, altering my course. So one of my playthroughs, I was just like, I'm going to straight up break up the main couple. I had the girl reject the guy's proposal. They're basically on the rocks. They're breaking up. And, like, her character was changing a little bit. She was becoming more, you know, like, aggressive and, like, an independent woman. But it still didn't change much. It was still very much doing the same story and kind of the same dialogue with Alex. I felt she was pretty stand-up for herself, though, the whole time even. Like, at one point, uh, again, I don't know if it happened in your any of your playthroughs, but Brad, Brad, you know, volunteers himself to jump down a hole and then she jumps right in, and Alex and her kind of go back and forth, and she just goes, no, I'm going, because I want to. And he backs right down. And then they weren't broken up at that point. They were still they were still oh, loving each other. Oh, that didn't happen to me. Yeah, no, she straight up told him off. I think that's the point in mine where he went with his brother. But I think it's, like, they get separated, like, depending on how you play, I think you end up with different characters at different points, too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe the overall, like, a certain degree of the actual pathing of where you go throughout the game is kind of similar, but just who's there at that point and then what happens while you're there kind of changes. Oh, and one thing that's kind of funny with the characters that I remember, we were playing and depending on like the actions that you take in the dialogue, I guess it changes their outfits sometimes because <laughs> we were playing. I think that was just a glitch, honestly. Alex was in like these like, what were they, pink or purple sparkly underwear? Yep. And then all of a sudden he's in just like regular boxers the next scene. And same with like sometimes they would be clothed like because when they get there, a lot of them in their, are in their underwear, they're sleeping. I mean, that's their business. But <laughs> they get dressed, they go on the boat, and then in one of the boat scenes, all of a sudden, they're back in their underwear. It's like, when did you take off your clothes again? Oh, for me, my biggest complaint, like, three of the characters didn't have shoes. And it's just like, I cannot Tennis. imagine walking around this rusty bucket ship with corpses everywhere and your bare feet. It's like, ah, uh, especially, like, one of the characters, more than likely, 
depending on how you play the story, is not captured and he's on the boat, he had a perfect opportunity to get shoes and he just doesn't take shoes. He just goes on the boat. That was irritating me. I just realized, I also think it would have been better longer too because there's some things I didn't really delve into. Like, Fliss is, I mean, she's having trouble getting a license for her boat because there's like the red tape and everything. And so like she had the op- option to hide the ID and then someone can find it. And like, I, I don't know, I feel like I wanted to know more about her as well. Because I feel like they didn't get into the characters too much, their backstories. I mean, you find a little bit by looking around. Like, on Fliss's boat, you find that she is deferred on all her payments. And if she doesn't make a payment soon, she loses everything. So you find out that she's, like, desperate for money. Yeah. So there's, like, there's like little things. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind more of a backstory with some of these characters. But then again, this game, when you're replaying it, I will say it was a little frustrating that you can't speed up the game at all. Like, your character walks very slow. Even when you're doing the walk fast button, it's still very slow. You can't skip any of the dialogues. And after a while, I'm like, okay, I've seen this, like, five times. I want to just keep going. Because the walking is very different from a lot of games, I feel like, too. Like it's janky. they walk down a corridor. I thought they were doing it for a visual effect, though. So for me, I, like, I kind of understood it. But at the same time, you're right, it was very slow. Yeah, it, it was specific for a visual effect. And one of the featurettes, they talked about how... When you're playing the characters and seeing this game, they do a lot of camera angles either above or below the characters or it's slightly tilted. It's to kind of create the sense of unease that everything is like not right. And the camera angle is very reminiscent of old school Resident Evil for people who've played that game where the camera is just fixed in a a certain corner of the room and you just move your character around in the room. But I I found the movement just really kind of janky. I hated the camera angle and movement. It drove me nuts. It, I will say it was one of the only ways I found they made the jump scares actually pretty good because they'd give you that really long pan camera shot where you're walking towards the camera and so you're just focused far off in the distance and that's when they'd throw something in front of you. It was really cheap. I'm not going to say it's not. <laughs> there was And there was one time I, I straight up jumped, but at the same time, I wasn't scared. I was just startled it wasn't i don't know which andrew i mean you hate creepy kids or like ghost children yes <laughs> i'm the same so how was that for you there's a small coffin and you knew it was coming so at the beginning of the tutorial there's one moment where yeah the little kid runs across and that's when i was like nope i need to stop i had played this with liz i was like this is already kind of creeping me out but they didn't show at least Did at you least the, the scenes kid? i've seen um I've had two different options. One time I shot the kid and one time I stabbed the kid. Oh, so yeah, I had the option to just light up the little outhouse he ran into, and you better believe I did. <laughs> yeah, I shot him. <laughs> and he wasn't hiding either. But yeah, they didn't show the kid much anymore. I couldn't quite figure out the whole story between the coffins. I know there's still a good amount of secrets, so like for me, I'm still trying to I'm still playing this game and I'm trying to find more of the secrets because I want to learn more about it. I thought it was more fun in multiplayer. Did you agree? Yes. This is another reason why I really enjoyed playing Mana Banan. Because the multiplayer, I think, it wasn't necessary, but it is a great addition. I would not think this game would have a multiplayer option, but it is a lot of fun. You can play with two to five people. You can play either couch co-op or you can do it online. So me and Liz played it. I played the guys. She played the girls. And it was a lot of fun. We both try to keep out of each other's games, so... We could each make our own decisions to see how it affects the group. And it is just nerve-wracking because 
you're not trying to kill people on your team. And of course, if you fail, the other person just stares at you that you just killed one of your uh, survivors. Yeah, because I killed your favorite character. You yep. killed mine. <laughs> Got revenge. So wait, how does this work? I'm confused then. Because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to play with you guys. So it essentially works. Whenever you're playing the story, you're normally set on a character for about like 5-10 minutes. Right. It'll specifically say, hey, you're playing as Phyllis. Hey, you're playing as Alex. So before you start a story, you assign the characters to a player. So I assigned all the guys to me and all the girls to me. And whenever it switched to one of the other players, it would picture would pop up saying, it's Liz's turn or it's Andrew's turn. And it would show the character's portrait. And you just literally hand the control over to the other person. And it's, it works the same way as online as well. You know, if you're in a party with people, you just assign the players and it just, they take control over the controller. Because I feel like it would be fun too if you had like a specific goal. Like if you're trying to keep everyone alive and you're playing with somebody who's, you know, bad at quick time events like myself. It makes it more interesting. Yeah. You don't need to be super good at video games. You just need to understand the basic layout of the controller, A, B, X, and Y. And I mean, even if you don't, it's it's still, it is a, I thought it was a fun kind of date night. Just, we Drink some, some alcohol. Well, because yeah, you can't play. really fail. One way or another, there's an ending to the story. And exactly. one of them is just that everybody dies. And if everyone dies, then the, game, the story ends. Right? Exactly. So I, I think this is a very fun date night game. If you have a significant other who's not very good at video games, but maybe enjoys a horror movie, this is basically a horror movie you get to interact with. And worst case but, is, even if they don't want to take the controller and you're doing couch co-op, they can at least pick the options and you do it, do it for them. So there's yeah. even that. Yeah, that is an option as well. There's no rule against it. But And then uh, also, too, there is a little bit of DLC for this game. It is free, which is awesome. I don't know why they just didn't patch it in, but it's the uh, curator's cut. So it's essentially supposed to be like the director's uh, cut. And you're playing the game all over again, but it actually is switching between the different characters. So normally, like the first time you're playing, you're playing as a younger brother, but with the director's cut, you're playing as the older brother. And it basically kind of gives another perspective to the story that's going on. And I haven't gotten to finish it yet, but I heard it explains more of the criminals and why they're doing the things that they're doing. And it does actually paint a bigger picture of what's going on. So really cool that they added this feature. And you can only play it once you beat the game as well. So that's why I'm surprised they just didn't patch it in. But yeah, you got to go to the Microsoft Store and just download it for free. But the next thing I wanted to talk about, I had mixed feelings for it first. But overall, I really enjoyed the graphics. First, starting off in the tutorial, I noticed some of the areas, they looked kind of weird. The graphics to me felt either really good to really bad. Overall, though, after experiencing the whole game, I, I noticed that the bad segments were kind of few and far between. I was really impressed with the art design of this game. See, I think the graphics as a whole were gorgeous. It, if you... it. At the very least, if you don't even play a ton of video games, or even if you do, I mean, if you were just walking by, you almost wouldn't realize that it wasn't just a movie. I mean, especially if you see Sean Ashmore on screen, you just go, oh, what movie's this? But they got to a point where I feel like they hit the the, the uncanny valley, I believe is the term, um, where just like the eyes were so well animated that they're creepy looking, and the mouth Sometimes, was the yeah. same way. The mouth was where I really noticed it, because at the beginning I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. It actually feels like it's, it kind of matches up, and their expressions were pretty good, or they're very expressive. But then the more I played it, their expressions just got uncomfortable, it, and <laughs> I just didn't like it. 
Yeah, there is one point where I feel like games always struggle with teeth, but there is one point where you see someone's like bottom teeth and they look like real bottom teeth. It was really creepy. I don't think the top teeth are ever really good in any game. I've never like thought like, oh, those look like natural teeth, but they really nailed it with the bottom ones. And it was kind of kind of creepy that they did so good with it. But yeah, I agree. I feel like they were really good. And then there were times where I'm like, what the heck? Like seeing the ooze come from the box looked real bad yeah it was super flat but there were some points where i was like these are just fantastic like there's a couple scenes where there's like fire with like the grill blowing up and it looks really bad like it's it's just these random moments where it just it just you clearly can see they just did not put as much detail in it i think overall i really love the faces i thought they did a fantastic job mirroring the actors i thought they were really did a really good job expressing emotions but yeah, some of the teeth sometimes did look weird, which I've always heard, granted I'm not a graphic artist, but I've always heard mouths are the hardest thing to really kind of animate into do well. Sense. But overall, I thought they did a fantastic job. Because another cool attention to detail is whenever your character, let's say, gets like scraped or beat and they have like damage to their face, whenever you're playing that character and you press pause, it actually does like a close-up of their face and it actually does a really good job showing all those wounds or even emotions. Like if a character dies and they're crying, they did a really good job with like the puffy eyes, mm-hmm. tears, some makeup streaking. I, I was really impressed with just the design of it. And there's even just a few scenes where you're above deck and it's raining. And if you're like picking up an object, there's literally raindrops like hitting your character's hand that I thought looked really beautiful. So Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. So overall, even though some areas, it was mostly scenery that was kind of meh, I thought the character designs were great. Well, that's what I, I guess what I think it seems like is they, they just put all, I mean, they put all of their focus into anything that was close up. Like you said, if yeah. you pick up an item, you the way you roll through and you can kind of look over it, all of that, very good. Everything else, very samey, very flat. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I was always going down just about the same corridor for the most part. I mean, there's some different oh, yeah. areas, but it's just dark and... Eh. It's Rusty. Not, gross. Yeah, yeah it's I, big old ghost ship. I do like the boat atmosphere, though. Like, at the beginning when they're on the boat. Because it makes you feel like you're, like, with your friends on a boat. It made me, like, miss the ocean. And then I started thinking... Because we did so much boating. I've been on boats before. <laughs> But it makes you think, like, how many people haven't been on the ocean that are playing this game? Like, because like, for me, it's like, I can, like, feel the sea breeze, you know? <laughs> I wonder how many people have been in war when they're playing, after them playing Call of Duty. They're like, I've been there, man. <laughs> I feel ya. I wonder how many That's people so have been weird. on a ghost ship and they're like, ah, I experienced this. <laughs> this is something I do all the time. <laughs> I feel there. <laughs> Just crazy. Sorry, Liz. I agree, Liz. They did a, such a fantastic job with like tone and atmosphere. Because even the sound effects, I thought they did a very good job just making it really spooky, really eerie. You're not hearing a bunch of music. Every once in a while, there was like random music. There was one like at the beginning and then at the credits. That was I thought it was great, the music, when it did play. I, I mean, the production of it is really good. Well, I guess it depends on what music you're talking about. When it was the in-game music, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it was eerie, kind of quiet, subtle. I liked that. The intro song <laughs> was the most butt rock of butt rock songs I've ever heard in my life. 
What are you talking I, about? I, the guy who's like, hey, hey, yeah, I think it was like, I think it was Scott Stapp playing with like five Scott finger Stapp. death punch, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen another to another wolf of band of something. But I thought it fit the game. So for oh, me, I didn't I enjoyed at all. It. I thought it was so out of place because then it ends with like a rap song, and I'm like, oh, I don't remember the rap song. It's just the, the the intro and outro music made no sense in in the whole total part of the game. I mean, now that you're saying it, <laughs> I think maybe you're right. Maybe it doesn't fit. <laughs> the in-game music know. great though. Absolutely yeah. great. Yeah. I don't know if I'm thinking of the in-game music or the I, No, I, I legitimately, I was very mad because I, I went to look up the soundtrack of this and it was just some guy at a keyboard. And I was like, no, 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 that's not the butt rock I was just listening to. So I dug a little deeper and I think it's like a band with some really weird Swedish name, but they're also from like central Michigan. So I don't really know. It's just butt rock. Hodge Jorgensen from Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> no, it was like Steve Walters is the guy who did the soundtrack for like the actual game because he's done a ton of video game music, actually. Ah, uh, okay. But then there's Butt Rock Band, which, like I said, it's like <laughs> Haggardeen or something. That's the new rock band coming out. <laughs> butt Rock Band. <laughs> Don't get me going on that. I'm so uncertain. <laughs> Liz doesn't know what to think anymore. So yes, so besides the intro and the outro music, yeah, I thought the sound design was really good. Because, I mean, it made me jump a handful of times. There was a good amount of jump scares. But, uh... I don't think there were too many. There was... The eel got me. Like, that was the one time I jumped with you, I think. Yeah. And then it, it got me again a little bit. Like, I didn't jump, but, like, my heart fluttered a little bit. Besides that, I didn't really think it was scary. Like, I, I wish I was more scared. Regular cowardly lion over here. <laughs> But uh, getting into our last segment, of course, is the achievements. And I, I think overall I would recommend this for achievement hunters. Uh, so the time to beat, you're looking about an average about a little over four hours to do the main story. To complete everything, the website says 11 hours. I mean, you do have to play the game at least probably about four or five times because there's an achievement for all the girls to survive, all the boys to survive, everyone survives or nobody survives. So that right there, you have to play multiple times. But a good amount of the achievements you can get from the scene select option, which is always my favorite that a game has a chapter select. So you could actually just go back and kind of work on some of these areas just to get a specific achievement. So overall, I think I would recommend this for Achievement Hunters. A handful of the achievements are secret though, and I don't think it's necessary. Some of them I do think are, because this is a very story heavy game and you don't want to ruin the story. But there's a handful of secret achievements that are you're trying to achieve the specific trait of a character. So for like Julia, she has to get the spoiled trait. For Conrad, he has to get the humorous trait. But like that doesn't need to be a secret. So overall, yes, I think this is worth Achievement Hunter's time. And getting into our final thoughts. So since this was my game, like I said, I think this was a definite game. It is a fun date night game. It's a good weekend game. It's not very long if you're just looking for... Something you can just really relax, turn the lights off, just sit on your couch. You're not trying anything too crazy. And this is a lot of fun. I, I grew up with Choose Your Own Adventure books as a kid, and I always thought they were a lot of fun. So to have it basically in a video game form was really cool. I thought the acting was top-notch. The graphics are great. The scares, I wish it was a little more spooky. 
It was mostly jump scares, which I think are a little cheap. But overall, it, this is a lot of fun. I'd give it an 88. Wow. I did like this game. I don't... I think, like I said, it points... Some of the graphics were a little bit weird. And... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to keep playing it over and over again because I played it through once and I, I just didn't have a lot of interest in going back. Also, I, with the chapter select, just as a side point, was there a restart option or did you just always have to quit out and restart if you wanted to start something over? Because that's what I kept having to do and that irritated me because load times are pretty decent if, if you're at least going for that constant loading. Anywho, if you love butt rock, you probably want to give this game like a 99 but if you're looking wow, for you're a just insulting people game... who like that genre of music. What is butt rock? I don't <laughs> even know. It's what a it solid means. That's why I don't even know if like what I'm thinking of is the intro or like, the game music. Nickelback, Creed, Five Finger Death Punch. This is okay. my own definition. So if I'm offending anyone by listing these bands, I apologize. But to me, that's butt rock. The Rocks thing is, butt. though, like when you actually look at the artists, it's like. How many millions of dollars do they have? They don't care if you make fun of them. I bet their fans don't either. They're like, oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> if I if I could make ter- terrible music and make millions of dollars doing it, I would. Oh, I'm not such saying a hater I, today. I such mean, a look hater. at look at Blippy, man. That guy makes I mean, so much money. We make a terrible podcast and make zero dollars. So that's something. <laughs> Story of my life. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I was asking what butt rock was. You said eighty-three. Oh, yeah, I gave an eighty-three. I think I'm gonna give it an 88 because I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking like 85 wow. or 90. For me, I I don't like quick time events, but I I loved experiencing these things in a game that I haven't experienced yet. Like I haven't really done like a full quick time event game. The walking and everything everything was just kind of like different for me. I thought the multiplayer was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, plus 20 points for the uh, actors. You know. Oh, and, uh, so it would have been a 68 without Sean Nashmore then? Or is it if, 108? Well, I mean, I think, no, for like all the voice acting and all of that combined. Because for me, like, I do think that the if the voice acting wasn't good, this game would have sucked. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, even the curator, I thought like their voices, I think they all did a great job. And I think it was really necessary too. But looking at Metacritic, they were not as kind. Uh, when did this game come out? I probably should have looked that up. It was 2019. Because there's out, another one coming out. Yeah, it came out 2019, and the next chapter is coming out in October this year. And it has different actors and everything, right? Yes. So, um, the critics were not as nice. 69 and 6.5. And there's actually like quite a like debate with like if the voice acting and acting was good. Like Some people loved it, some people didn't. Some people thought it was way too short. And those were the two things I, I saw really debated. And somebody who gave it a two said there are no actual scary scenes, only weak, repetitive jump scares. And guess who returned, guys? The oh, Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> so I got really excited. So I did uh, Google Translate uh, some phrases that he used: "dirty, rotten, QTEs." That is really hard to say those letters. Cuties. <laughs> so. Um, Reminiscent of the 90s full motion video. Don't know what that means, but it kind of indicates his age. I think he was playing video games in the 90s, maybe. Maybe. And then 
He po- said that the uh, dialogue was stupid and written by either interns or students who failed at something in French. I don't know. He he likes to do jabs at people. But yeah, he, he gave it a zero. <laughs> <laughs> he did not like it. I think he gave it a zero. I forgot to write that. But it's just like, he always does, so. We really do need to come up with a name for him and not the Frenchman. Yeah. yeah. That feels offensive. Sorry to fr- any French listeners. Andrew is a jerk. Hey, so that's actually going to be something for our listeners. If you have a fun nickname you want to give our uh, cohort, please send us an email at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we want to give a shout out to our fan, Plorple, who uh, wrote us a nice, wonderful letter, encouraging letter. You made our week. Thank you so much. But uh, also just want to give a quick side note too on. So the overall, the game is called the Dark Anthology Pictures or the Dark Anthology Movies. Uh, so they plan on coming out with multiple chapters. The next one is coming out. It's slated for October 2020. It's called Little Hope. It's supposed to be a whole new story. It takes place in a fictional town in New England. And it deals with witchcraft and murderous pilgrims, it sounds like. Uh, I think each one of these brand new is like 30 bucks. But I was actually, I enjoyed this game so much. I was like, oh, if this is out right now, I'll probably buy it. And it's not. So I probably won't now because I don't know when I'll have time. I'll probably come to Game Pass. I, maybe not. I think this is why it's on Game Pass, so people can play and go, oh, this is pretty fun. I want up the next chapter, which is a smart move, because I was willing to buy it. But I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live Firebird01952. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv, Firebird01952. Please write us an email or say hi to us on Facebook. We're at Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. We are on YouTube at Game Pass Grab Bag, I think. I don't know. You can Google us on YouTube. But I should have a video of me and Liz playing this game. That reminds me. Yeah. Within like five minutes of playing, I had to restart the game because yeah. I... Liz broke the game in five minutes. <laughs> she found a way to break this game in the tutorial. Of course she did. I got stuck on the stairs. <laughs> so as long as uh, the footage was fine and everything, there should be a video up on our YouTube. So check it out. Unreal. But uh, yeah. Follow us on Facebook for Liz's polls or or general questions. Submit us a name suggestion for our wonderful co-host that we don't know. Maybe he listens. Or she. We don't even know that for a fact. We don't even know they're actually French. We just know they write in French. We just know that it's in French. You don't know that it's not me. (laughs) So I'm Keith. Have a good week, everybody. But if you're French-Canadian, you're still... It's still French. There's French in that. Yeah. But normally you say French Canadian. When you're saying calling someone French, you're implying they're from France. That's true. They could be also from the French Polynesians, like this game was. There's more than. Ever got an outro here? We're just going to keep talking about. <laughs> yeah, this game, this game. Liz the Noob, Gamertag, coming on DM on Twitter at Liz is EW. All right, I'm sure you're all sick of listening to us, so we'll let you go. Thank you all for listening. Bye, we guys. Love you all. Bye and again. Hopefully my co-host will stop interrupting me as I say goodbye to everyone, because I greatly appreciate, and I get the last word. Bye. Bye. Bye.